Welcome to Man Shopping with Stacy, where it's my mission to help other singles like me find more joy and happiness in their lives as they are right now. I'm your host, Stacy Weimer, and you're listening to episode 26, Psycho and Ghosting Dating Stories. That's right, my friends. This is my very first Halloween-themed podcast episode, and if you can't tell, I'm smiling over here. I'm so enjoying this themed intro music that I've got going. I posted on my social media and asked you, my listeners, to share your best psycho and ghosting dating stories with me, and boy, did you deliver. I have a great mix of different, funny, entertaining, and a little creepy uh, dating stories from men and women alike. So as you can imagine, people responded in several different ways, just through texting, through voice texting, through voice memos. And so I'm just going to kind of mix it up and share some of their voices, and then I'm going to retell some of their stories as well. I think it's suitable that we start off with a good old-fashioned ghosting story as told by a girlfriend of mine okay um here is the ghosting story so there's a guy that i had been talking to and he lived in tulsa and i went down there and we had a great date and had plans to see each other again in a couple of weeks So the day that I am supposed to drive down there, everything was fine. Oh yeah, come on down. Yeah, you're you're gonna get here earlier than I thought. Yeah, yeah, okay, everything's great. So I get to my hotel and I'm just like waiting and he was driving back from somewhere and um, didn't hear from him. And I'm, you know, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like. Where is he? He's supposed to be here. This is like eight o'clock by this point, you know, and thought we were going to go to dinner, everything. Didn't hear from him. So I kept, um, I, you know, kept calling or it would go like right, right to voicemail. Um, didn't, didn't hear anything like left, left a message later. Um, on that evening, like at 11 PM. And I'm just like, you know, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, like maybe something happened, you know, um, whatever. Cause like not having a car, like a phone charger or anything like that is just a bullshit excuse. So I was trying to give, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. And I, so I was like awake all night, like, you know, just like, what, what the hell? Like, did I, did I do something? Whatever. So by 6 a.m., I'd never heard anything. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna drive home because he ghosted me, and just so shitty. Um, so then, um, like, because I couldn't get a hold of him on his phone, I, you know, I should have just bitched him out, but I, I didn't. Um, I found him on, I, we were LinkedIn friends. And so I just messaged him and I just said that, thank you for wasting my time 
and my money by ghosting me. And he did respond and he's like, we got in a car accident. And I'm thinking, sure, you got in a car accident. You ghosted me, you freaking prick. (laughs) Okay, so I asked for a little bit of clarification after I listened to those stories. And I asked my girlfriend, um, like, when did you message him on LinkedIn? And she said she waited, like, uh, I think until like the Monday following to message him, which I mean, that's like some restraint in my mind. (laughs) I'm kind of surprised she didn't just blow up his voicemail and tell him off and be done. But I think most of us are just looking for some sense of closure, you know, when something like that happens. So totally made sense to me that she would just message him like that. And I mean, shocker got in a car accident. I mean, I couldn't find three seconds to text you between, you know, Saturday night and Monday morning, but that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. What an asshole, that Tulsa ghost. I mean, my friend is so much better off without him. I'm going to move on now to a story that was told to me by a married friend. (laughs) She messaged me. She DM'd me on Instagram with a couple of great stories. And the first one that I'm going to share was a first date story. And this is a psycho first date story. I have never heard anything that can top this one. So she meets this gentleman out at a restaurant for the very first time and they're getting along quite well and she's happy to be on this date with him. Things are going good and they're just making conversation, but she can't help but notice this bracelet that he's wearing. She can't help herself. Her eyes just keep focusing right on this unusual bracelet around his wrist So she's becoming more comfortable with him. By the time their food comes and they eat, she finally just says, hey, what's with this bracelet that you're wearing? And he says to her, oh, this? This is from the hospital. Yeah, see, my ex had my baby this morning. And I have to keep this bracelet on because I need to wear this bracelet so that I can be readmitted back into the hospital to visit my newborn baby. (laughs) She's like, um, I think you better go now. Okay, so this next story is a solid mix of a little bit of ghosting and a whole lot of psycho behavior. And it was told to me by a girlfriend of mine. And to begin, I'm going to tell you, she met this guy online and he is insanely attractive. I've seen his photos. I can vouch for him. Incredibly good-looking man. It's important for me to point this out to you because I think that this guy got away with some shitty behavior because he's so good-looking. And my friend is not the only one (laughs) by any stretch who has fallen prey to such a, you know, pretty package, if you will. So 
she didn't quite know where things were going to go with this guy at the beginning. She was kind of playing him cool and didn't have really high expectations. He was kind of hot and cold, um, but they ended up having a date. And after the date, he went over to her house, date number one, and right out of the gates, they had some incredibly hot sex. Okay. So my friend was fucking satisfied with that. She's like, I mean, really hot guy, kind of came out of love field, had a fun time and really, really good sex. So she was feeling, you know, pretty good about things uh, and how they were going with him until she didn't really hear much from him afterwards. The dreaded silence after sleeping with someone. It's enough to, you know, leave your stomach in knots, make you kind of question your decisions. And just she was just kind of doubting herself a little bit. And then it got worse because they are friends on Facebook and Instagram And this self-proclaimed Christian man who blogs about his relationship with Jesus made a post, made a post for all the world to see that he felt very strongly that there is just no way he would ever alter his body that is a temple of God, you know, that God created. He would never, ever destroy it, if you will, with ink. This was an anti-tattoo post, people. (laughs) The significance of him speaking out about tattoos is because my friend has a couple and they're pretty big and they're beautiful and she wears them well. But apparently... This guy was not into tattoos, and he made a very passive-aggressive, shitty post a day or two after he saw hers for the first time. Okay, so like we all do, she kind of started, you know, maybe overanalyzing the situation a little bit. It's either obviously about her or... Maybe she's reading too much into it. So she messaged him and he did respond back. And what do you think he did? Oh, no, 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 no. That was not about you. No, uh -uh, that's just about me. It's just like a personal choice that I would not do that. And so he did a 360, if you will, and was like, you know what? I'd really like to see you again. Let's, let's, you know, let me make it up to you. I don't want you to worry about things. I'd like to get to know you better. How about you come over to my place and, you know, we'll, uh, hang out. (laughs) So she went over to his place. And that date, number two, also ended with incredible sex. I mean, his body is his temple used for Christ, but his dick is a toy used for women, apparently. (laughs) So they had a good time. And They're lying there together, naked in bed, and my friend is so satisfied and so happy that she went back over and gave this guy another chance. And he says to her, so hey, I mean, that was that was great, but I I think there's more to you than, you know, just 
you know, standard sex. Like, I want to know you. I want to know your fantasies. I want to know your greatest desires. If you want me, you know, to blindfold you, if you want to get into some bonded shit, if you're interested in like role play and costumes, I'll be your fireman. I mean, like what, what is it? What, what really gets you rape? Do you want to play out a rape scene? Cause I'll do that. I would do that for you. I'm not kidding. My friend is like, uh, you know, <laughs> I just like what we just did. Like I really was into it. I thought it was great. So she gets out of this like awkward conversation and gets in her car and she has that same sinking feeling again. Like she just can't trust this guy. Something is just off, you know? So she starts to drive home and she stops at a gas station and pulls over and she just like can't shake it. And so she's like, you know, she hadn't checked his social media in a couple of days and he's very active with his Christian blogging. (laughs) And so she looks him up and what, what is he not on Instagram anymore? She's like, that's weird. So then she hops over to Facebook. Oh shit oh shit, this guy that I was friends with on Facebook and where we followed each other on Instagram just a day or two ago, he must have blocked me. That was her thought. We're talking minutes after she left his house. This guy has issues. This guy has some deep-seated psychological bullshit issues that I'm so glad that he, I mean, we could call it ghosting, but he just blocked her. That is some psycho behavior that I am so glad my friend is no longer a part of. Okay, I'm going to pause for just a second and put a couple of disclaimers out there. Okay, there's nothing funny about talking about acting out a rape with someone. Not funny. Not trying to make light of that at all. Totally had to include it though to get my point across that this guy's psycho, right? Now this next story, kind of similar. You guys know if you've listened to any of my episodes that I take addiction very seriously. So please just keep that in mind when you listen to one of my friends tell a brief psycho dating story. Now, this guy that's that you're getting ready to hear is someone that I've gone on a couple of dates with. It's been quite some time, but he is just the kindest soul ever. And I'm hoping he makes the cut in my book as Coldplay Chris. That's what my friends nicknamed him because he looks a little like Chris Martin, and he's very into music. So this is actually a third date story that ended up at his place. In the bathroom, and I heard her rummaging through stuff, so I opened the door, I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I didn't take anything. I was like, well, I didn't ask you if you took anything. I said, what are you doing? She's like, oh, nothing. So I have uh, Clonopin for if I know I'm going to have a bad flight. And so she was pocketing some of those. So, yeah, really quality girl. Oh, I forgot to mention the part that uh, uh, she was holding a pill bottle and also there were two on the ground. So good job. 
Yeah, so essentially, this girl came over to his place, went to his bathroom, and stole his meds. So he had to kick her out of his apartment and then block her. And uh, yeah, he ran across her again on a dating site later. So she's uh, she's still out there, guys, in Kansas City. Beware. Okay, I'm going to lighten the mood a little bit with a funny story from the same uh, married gal that that gave me the uh, hospital bracelet story <laughs> earlier. She's been through some stuff, people. I'm glad. I'm glad she's found happiness. <laughs> so she DM'd me and she said that she once went out for a drink with a guy who was an ex of hers, and they wanted to meet up to talk about like giving it another go. And so she showed up to the date, and he was wearing. Wait for it. Crest white strips on his teeth at Tanner's, which for those of you who don't live around here, uh, that's a sports bar, people. And so I message her back and I'm like, dear God, I'm like, did he seriously forget that he had those on his teeth? Because I use those and there's no way I could ever like unknowingly leave my house with those things on. I talk funny. They feel funny. They're annoying. And she's like, oh, oh no, he knew. Uh, that pretty much sums up the level of narcissism she had to deal with when she was dating him. So I guess it's just really glad that this guy um, gave her a very clear visual reminder of the psycho that he was and she was able to avoid him. So I'm actually very happy for her. Last but certainly not least, my friend and fellow podcaster, Rich Bracken, took the time to record a funny, but definitely psycho dating story for us. So welcome to this fun little fable of a bad first date called the Jesus Enchilada episode. Uh, Years ago, I was working out at a gym, which is you know, honestly, one of the worst places to meet somebody when you're trying to trying to date or or when you're single, just because it's awkward. It's just there's just never a good way to meet somebody at the gym. But there was one woman that I thought was just gorgeous. We had been smiling at each other off, off and on, like when we would be at the gym at the same time. And so finally, I got up the courage to ask her out. And you know, just you know, heart of my throat kind of thing. She says yes, so I'm over the moon excited, right? Totally excited, like Charlie Brown with the hearts all over, flying all over the air, you know, just always like very high up in the air about this this acceptance of his date offer. So I say, you know, what would you like to do? Do you want to go out to dinner? She goes, well, you know, why don't we why don't we cook dinner at your place? I said, okay, great. And so, you know, I love to cook, so it sounded like a really fun way to kind of chat and not be distracted by a whole lot of bar noise or whatever. So she says, okay, well, I'll buy the groceries and I'll bring them over to your place and then we can make it. So she shows up that, you know, the the night of the date and she has these grocery bags. And so she says she wants to make enchiladas. Not a problem. I'm happy to cook whatever. I'm always up for a challenge. And so she has this other bag and it wasn't like a night bag or anything. It was just this other random bag and uh, wasn't quite sure what it was. And so we, you know, we unpack all the groceries. I start making dinner. We're talking, you know, having a glass of wine, whatever. And so she's she pulls this other bag to the side and says, oh, I brought something over. I know that you're a big music fan and I know that you like heavy metal and, you know, really, you know, um, industrial music and things like that. So I have this video um, that I want to show you. It's a Nine Inch Nails, like best of their music videos compilation. 
And so she proceeds to play this video for a song called Happiness and Slavery, which you could probably imagine what that's all about. Um, So, you know, okay, great. You know, you know that I like Nine Inch Nails, so that's great. But you pick the one song about S&M, which is weird. Um, So she shows, starts this video up. And of course, I'm in the kitchen making dinner and I look over at the TV and it's this weird like claymation video and this claymation character is being like ripped to shreds. Like it's awful. It's horrible. Like it's just this awfully weird, like the song is super aggressive. It's a super, super weird video. So I'm like, okay, I'm not quite sure what's going on. And keep in mind, like I'm in this blissful state that I'm, I'm on this date with this girl. And so that was, that was weird. It was really, really weird. So, you know, brush it off, not a big deal. And so we're, we're, again, watching Nine Inch Nails videos and just talking. And I went to do something in the kitchen and I turn, you know, that feeling like when you turn and somebody's like right there, when you turn, you don't expect them to be there. And you're like, whoa, hey, Uh, she had like approached me, unbeknownst to me to try to kiss me. And when I turned and she was right there, I just jerked backwards. I was like, whoa, hey. And evidently she she thought that she was trying to kiss me and that I was rejecting her kiss. And so off she goes to the bathroom and locks herself inside. Again, there I stand making enchiladas in my kitchen by myself watching Nine Inch Nails and my date has now gone to the bathroom and you can hear her crying. So I go in there, you know, I go over, knock on the door. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. So about 20 minutes goes by. Again, me and Nine Inch Nails are having a glass of wine while the enchiladas are are getting kind of cool. And so she comes out of the bathroom and, you know, visibly had been crying. And she comes over and she grabs both of my hands, like one hand in each hand, and looks at me and goes, So I was in there praying to Jesus to tell me what to do next because I just feel so wrong. Keep in mind. This woman went and prayed to Jesus in the bathroom because I thought she, like, I was just startled that she was right in my face. And there's S&M videos playing on, on the screen and claymation ones at that. And here we are talking about Jesus. And so she's holding my hands and says, Jesus just, she, Jesus just told me that I, I probably just should go. And, you know, I appreciate it. I've had a great time. And I, I just, yeah, Jesus, Jesus just thinks I should go. So she she grabs her Nine Inch Nails video and leaves. And so there I was with some amazing enchiladas, completely shell-shocked, not knowing what in the world had just happened. And then I didn't see her at the gym for like ever. So I guess Jesus had told her not to work out anymore either. Um, so there you have it. The Jesus enchilada story. I mean, people are weird. (laughs) People are weird and oddly conflicted with their relationship with Jesus sometimes later in life. I'm not. I mean, I certainly pray to Jesus about my romantic life, but I have never been given direct orders. I'm like... To, to leave, you know, mid-date and uh, never to be seen again. But anyway, makes for a good story. So thanks so much for your contribution, Rich. I totally appreciate it and totally look forward to collaborating more in the future. So that wraps up 
episode 26, Psycho and Ghosting Dating Stories. It's been so much fun to have a theme. And by God, the holidays are upon us. Definitely have some plans to do a couple more holiday-themed episodes. Next up, episode 27 is going to be all about kiddos and their impact on our dating lives later in life. So this topic has been on my super official note that I keep on my phone of podcast ideas, (laughs) but I am so grateful to my male friend who recently texted me and said, Hey, I think you should do an episode about kids. This shit is hard. (laughs) And it is. And I've got a little bit of a unique perspective in the fact that I was single and dating when I was younger, around 30, 31, 32 years old, while my daughter was in pre-K and kindergarten. And now, of course, I'm single with a teenager and boy, do things change. Still complicated, just different. So I'm going to put some good thought into it and hopefully bring you some quality material for next week. As always, thank you so very much for listening and for supporting the podcast. If you haven't already, please consider clicking on the buy me a coffee link. Just another way to show your support. Perhaps the best way of all, though, is simply to share the podcast with someone else in your life that you think would enjoy or learn something from it. Truly, the highest compliment of them all is a referral. So thank you guys so much for your love and support. 